and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. I think it may be apropos for the next uh, six weeks show to call this the Monday Night Marathon. The Monday Night Marathon. Specifically just one show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As we have to watch a pay-per-view's length of one WCW Nitro. They pack three weeks of stories into the show. Yeah, it, it's... We're, what are we? Week three? Of, no, we're, we're on week, week four? Five. Of Nitro? Uh, Russo? Russo. Yeah, we're a month, we're a month in. Whew. And yeah. by golly. Week five. Week I'm five. Ten years. <laughs> My kid was watching with me. And it felt like it had been going on two and a half hours. And he's like, Dad, they haven't even done the title ma- tournament matches yet. And I was like... Fuck. Because yep. I knew, like, that's going to take longer than 10 It felt like it had been on forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, when he said that, and I realized he was right, I was almost crestfallen. When we get to parts <laughs> in the show, and I'm like, how long has it been? And, like, I freeze. I pause it to see, like, how long I'm in. And it's still an hour 40. And I'm like, they do so much what? per show that people are working double duty. Multiple people. A lot. Of, yeah. And you have a huge roster. Yeah. I uh, was trying to think about this the other day. Uh, it's like um, when there's like a bunch of points in a football game. So there's so many commercial breaks. Yep. That's why the games take forever. So yep. it's like when there's low scoring games, the games fly the fuck by because yep. nothing's happening. It's like this. There's so much going on. Y- you know what else is going on? This is an, oh, this is an LA Lakers Denver Nuggets like 1986 game. 100%. <laughs> Score 300. No, no defense, just straight up and down the court. Yep. What else is going on? And I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm a Jeff Max segue there. Look I try. Uh, I'm he al- is the new voice of a generation, Joe Lessel. I'm alongside here with the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Love each other. <laughs> Love wrestling. No sounds living legend. Mike, Booble, real name, no gimmicks. Oh, Jesus, there it is. <laughs> And you can find all of our podcasts at nosototeam.com. <laughs> Good night. That's project. How's that cue going? No, if I had to watch Nitro, these fuckers are going to hear about it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to Little, Little Rock, Arkansas for Nitro. I mean. For WCW Nitro. No, I do get a kick out of them going to smaller places. Like, no, it's nice to. to see different cities and states. I get That's tired. Fair. I get tired of it always being Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia. Multiple Atlanta. parts of Florida, Atlanta, Texas, yeah. California. I like it. What current day wrestling does now? Looking for that Bismarck. Now. Yeah. Looking for that Boise. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, Bakersfield. Yeah, somewhere in Wyoming. Casper. Do they have arenas in Wyoming or just dirt? <laughs> dirt. One. And corn. It's a, I think. It's, a, it's a barn. I think okay. it's corn. Oh, you know. Yeah. Put, uh, potatoes. Yeah. Bishops in Wyoming. So like, avoid that. Yeah. Like the plague. Like I would, I would love it if one day they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Anchorage, Alaska. Right? Hey, how come Anchorage it? ever gets no love? Right? Can we get a Nitro on Anchorage, yeah, please? Damn, it's the U.S. Quit being a fucking you know, hater. Quit being a hater. Let's go to Hawaii for Nitro. <laughs> no, we're I'm surprised go, we're they going never to, did. We're going it's, to Little Rock. The wrestlers would never come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they, went they to, would. if they went to like Hawaii for like that, spring break. thunder show over again. Nobody showed the fuck up. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, go, working. they go to Hawaii for spring break. It's like, uh, and here comes... Kaz Hayashi oh. versus the Maestro for the World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so,
This well, was a mistake. This was a mistake, dude. No, Nitro next week's in Bosnia. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker, we're in Alcatraz in the cell. Roddy was there. What's Piper doing yeah. here? <laughs> November 15th, 1999. Commentaries, Bobby and Tony. I think our show's already off the rails. Start Nitro. <laughs> yep. Uh, we find out tonight, guys, who will be the final four for the tournament for the WCW Heavyweight Championship, which they will be facing off against each other this Sunday. So we're on the road to mayhem. Let's start right off with our first match of the night. Norman Smiley versus Jimmy Hart. I had a question, Joe. Yes. I was sitting here thinking about this. Can you name the best player to wear number 14 in football? I could not think of a 14. Uh, 14 right now? Like, like ever. I mean, uh, like, ever? Ever. Yeah, um, no. The only person I can think of right now is Stefan Diggs, who wears 14 for the Bills. I could not think of a 14. I was like, every other fucking number I could do. I cannot think of a 14. 14? Like, Testaverde didn't he wear 14? He, he did or... Chad Pennington did. I think it was Pennington. Pennington. Chad Pennington's the answer, man, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why the? Why would you pick 14 of all fucking numbers? Chad. <laughs> um, 14. Where is it? I got, hold on. Okay. Oh, he's looking it up. Let's see. Let's get some names here. Nope, Chad Pennington was 10. Otto 10. Graham. Yacht Tittle. Why you tittle? Eh, whatever. Vinny, Vinny Testaverde was 16. Damn. Wow. So it's Otto Graham, Y.A. Tittle, Ken Anderson, Dan Fouts, Don Hudson, and Steve Grogan. So it's Fouts. So Dan it's Fouts. It's got to be Fouts. So Dan Fouts. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot of Ken Anderson, huh? Mister! <laughs> so, uh, guys. I spent a lot of time on the disabled list. <laughs> guys, we have a hardcore match between <laughs> these two. Father. Uh, Smiley comes out wearing his number 14 jer- uh, Y.A. Tittle jersey. <laughs> yeah, why? Jimmy Hart comes out in a suit of armor. Which is a which is a famous Lanny Poffo sp- is it? spot. He did it in the Saturday Night's main event right before Mania 3. It's hilarious, They had dude. a 20-man battle royal, and he came in wearing that, and Andre <laughs> head-butted him, and he bled a fucking gusher. <laughs> sure he did. <laughs> but he also used to do it in Memphis a lot. In fact, he wore it. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget this. It's one of my... So politically incorrect, but it's 1984. Keep that in mind. Yep. So uh, Lanny Poffo and his brother Randy Savage are in Memphis. Wait, what? Yes. The genius and macho man are brothers. What? So they're in Memphis, and they're fighting the Rock and Roll Express and a street fight. And in that street fight the next Monday, he wears the suit, right? However, on, on the promo to build up the match, he asks the uh, iconic announcer, Lance uh, Russell, what... Um, the, the Paphos brothers and AIDS have in common. Oh, Jesus. They both turn fruits into vegetables. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs> I've never forgot that line. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, Jimmy... Wouldn't fly today. No, it would not. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy throws powder in Norman's face. Uh, they hit each other trash cans. Uh, Jimmy Hart goes for the big wiggle, but Norman attempts to roll. I don't want to see Jimmy Hart doing a big wiggle ever. Uh, not the knob. Brian knob comes down and hits Norman with a like chair. That, the knob. The and knob. hits him. Uh, 
but the first chair shot hits Norman in the football gear, and Norman's like, like he's like, uh, what just happened? What, what are you doing? He what didn't feel. <laughs> but don't worry, Nob took advantage of it. <laughs> you don't worry about that. Took a chair shot to the head, and then Hart covers, but Norman kicks out at two. Nob sets up the table. That pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I was like, you kidding me? That can't be the end of this fucking match. Nope. nope. Norman uh, is placed on top of a uh, table. Uh, Hart jumps off the apron, but Smiley moves, and uh, Norman covers him as Nob thinks that Jimmy's winning, but he loses. And after the match, Nobs attacks uh, Smiley with a trash can. This was fucking insane. What in the fuck? I was already exhausted. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was like, God damn. I, I don't know how to react to what we decided to watch. So... Let's go to commentary. They're going to bring up the Elite Eight. Mr. Mule, you have that ready. Um, I will say this, though. Yes. There is a match tonight, though. There is a cage above the ring that the Revolution and the Filthy Animals will be in a House of Pain match. They have they to jump around. Nope. Uh, it's the opposite. They're going to be handcuffed to the cage <laughs> so they can't jump so it's around. it's literally not a House of Pain match. Nope, it's not. Mr. Mule, you have the Elite Eight ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so it'll be... Brett the Hitman Hart taking on William Kidman. Low key, that's an interesting match. And then the total package taking on Stone Cold Steve Borden. Yeah. Also a good match. Then you also have Chris Benoit taking on Scott Hall. Good match. Intriguing. Yeah, that's intriguing. And uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell taking on Jeff Jarrett. Oh, there's only one clear winner in that fucking match. <laughs> but for the horseshit that this tournament started with, it's not a bad eight. No, that's not a bad elite. For eight. what they have, that's not terrible. I mean, I'd rather you flick in Lash Larue than Buff Bagwell. But no, I mean, or maybe Goldberg yeah. or Nash. You know, other, other <laughs> names. Hey, but. hey, well, Goldberg's on the has a match tonight. He's facing Kurt Henning. Once again, the tour of Winmore Henning will have to get kicked out of WCW. But I'm so torn with that. Uh, I like the fact that they're giving guys stuff to do. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's there's too much going on in the show. You no know what I mean? Shit. No shit. No shit. Less to do, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go. Speaking of Kurt, we go backstage with him and Tanay as uh, Tanay announces that hey, Kurt, if you beat Goldberg, you're back in WCW. You have a new contract. You have a new contract. But no shit. I would fucking hope. <laughs> yeah. Mike's my only issue is is that like the only caveat is he has to be pinned, not just lose. Which because bugs, which bugs me because they weren't about to. Actually push him. It, then why do it? Yeah, just yeah. fucking fire him then. Uh, we go backstage and we see Kimberly walking up to one Terry Taylor. You can't hear what she says. Thank God. You work here again? You work here again? Yep. The same as the other six people that work yeah, here to say it. Like, yeah. uh, but then, he's, he's Russo's buddy, so you got to get that rub in. But then we see Scott Hall and Kevin Nash walk in the arena as Nash is dressed up as one Sid Vicious. Yes, he is. That is... A frightening mask, <laughs> isn't it? It was. Can you imagine so, selling that for Halloween? So scary. We like, go, ah! Then we go back to Tanae, and he's with the Nitro Girls. As Spice is supposed to take on one AC Jazz tonight, but she has no show, and she is out of the Nitro Girls. I was confused. Girls. Did she just quit? Yeah. She's not in the company. Yeah, she's gone. From what I understand, yeah, she just quit. So I was like, what the fuck happened? Because uh, there's a huge turnaround in Nitro Girls around this time. Well, we, yeah, yeah, they're having I a... I think uh, a lot of them are like, look, we're not wrestlers and we're not paid to do this, so fuck you. Yeah, they, they're having a competition right now, right? Right? Well, they had it. They just uh, forgot they were doing it. They just moved on from that. <laughs> uh, as then... Yeah, that's the winners. Nope. 
They have not. But yet Stacy's there now. Hmm. Oh, they didn't announce it yet. They last the last time they brought up the uh, search. That was Uli. The last time they did the search, they had all the women in the ring. Yeah, they and were then, supposed to do that before. Yeah, yeah they did not. So, uh, however, Tigress yep. shows up and shoves Spice over the container that she's uh, was sitting on, and uh, then they begin to the brawl. You just plant another one in the place. So first of all, uh, hands off Spice. There it is. And second of all, how dare AMJ. you? Right, <laughs> right, Lee Christ. No, no. I, Kevin Nash has exquisite taste. Uh, I Did will. Lower back tattoo. I'm gonna go eat some. I'm gonna eat a little Korean. God damn it. You want some cream or some guy? <laughs> During an interview, like, what's your plans for the night? I'm going to go eat a little Korean. Got some nuts in it. <laughs> uh, I will say this. The um, the uh, Conrad ad free shows, one of the things they're doing, it's the Nitro Girls and it's Spice, Che, and... Uh, like, think, they're talking? Yeah. Oh, my God. He just like, grabs anyone and everyone. Dude. Fire. Conrad, fire. stop. You have an addiction. You have to stop. Yeah, they're doing all three. Like, He's got an three. addiction, all right. He's easier than that three, so he's a carny yeah, through and through. If, if you're signing up for a podcast network to hear about the Nitro Girls talk twenty fucking one years later, you need help. That's like betting on wrestling in Vegas. Now if they were making out and it was video. I mean, yeah, if it's a video <laughs> podcast and you know there's something like that. YouTube. No. <laughs> that's an OnlyFans account, you know, it's different, something different, but yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um, I still about keep your hands. Do you care about nitro spiced road I stories? Could not care less. No. I Unless she knocked half the, the locker room. That'd be but then, like, after week two, then I still don't care. After week two, you're like, okay, so you fucked. Yeah. All like, right. Yeah, what else are we adding to the conversation now? We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to move on with the conversation as we go to the ring with Kevin Ash and Scott Hall. As the uh, outsiders have a, have a message for Sid as the, uh, he is as dumb as he looks. Boy, unless, unless you're Goldberg. Even Sting can't always get this every week. But unless you're Goldberg, man... When that wolf music hits, that's yeah. the loudest pop of the night. Uh, Nash as talking as yep. uh, Sid. Uh, if I could walk and chew gum at the same time, I'll be U.S. champ. Uh, I may be slow, but I'm the ruler of the world. <laughs> there were some stiff shots. In uh, I might look like a complete jackass in the mind of a mural, but I'm still the ruler of the world. <laughs> Jut that gin out. Uh, might be smart. Uh, I, I might be outsmart him or outthink him, but he can. Rule of the world! And then uh, Nash calls, uh, and, I, and I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> Sid then comes out, and Sid is I sick and stop. tired of them as uh, they screwed him over. And then Sid does the, uh, says this, I know you are, you are only half the man I am, and I have half the brain you have. And fucking Scott Hall in the ring. Yep. Loses it. Yep. He is belly laughing. Because of that line. And then we're live, pal. Fucking does the part of the promo again to hit <laughs> yeah. it right. I'm like, Sid, buddy, you got to just move on. So what's, what's rule number one? <laughs> you don't, don't go back to the spot. <laughs> uh, you, you, you are only half the man I am, and I am half the brain. The brain you damn it. They hit it again. God. Uh, Sid says that he would love to get his hands on that chicken shit Nash. Uh, They're bleeping sh- words now. I think uh, S and P figured it out. Shit wasn't bleeped though this time, uh, as he wants Nash to come out of retirement. Sit Nash, I'm I'm retired, pal. Uh, Sid says Nash needs to be the man. He should be not a clown. Uh, then we go backstage with one Booker T, and with Tanae's uh, Booker T is saying that uh, he's taking on a uh, Nazi control in a handicap match tonight. 
but but he says that uh, mid book. She says that midnight's going to strike again. It does once a day. So yep. all right. Uh, Kimberly, we see her backstage trying to get, get to the powers that be, but the Nazi control stops her as one is checking her out. Then we go to the powers that be with Kimberly, uh, as Kimberly's saying, you know, she isn't a wrestler, but the powers that be says, well, you don't want to be a wrestler, but you don't want to be a dancer, but you're still in a contract. You don't want to shake that booty. So you're going to wrestle. So powers that be tell Kimberly that she will have a tune-up match tonight. While against it, Asia. While it was a little sleazy, I do agree with the sentiment. Look, if you're not going to be a dancer anymore, we're paying you, so you're going to do something. Yeah, go it's home. Not wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. home. He has a like, point. He yeah. has a he has a point. And then and he goes, uh, there will be a special guest referee. Um, Vince McMahon. Goddamn pal. <laughs> Stunning Steve Austin. Uh, then he tells the. Uh, Nazi control to go take care of Booker T. Um, I'm sure they'd like to. And then Kevin Nash comes in the fo- into the scene and sits down, and then that's stupid. Where he's like, "What the hell is this?" Is what creative control says. Yes, we yeah. are. We as talked it, for four and a half hours. As it's Booker T versus the Nazi control, but before Booker T even comes down to the ring, uh, Chavo stops him and tries to sell him something, but Booker T shrugs him off and heads to the ring. Uh, during this match, power, uh, the commentary team says that the powers that be have uh, waived Nash's retirement, and tonight we are being Kevin Nash versus Sid and Tony in a street fight. This is a line that irks Nash later. Tony says something to the effect of, ah, the whole storyline was a sham and stupid anyways. That's true. Hmm. All right. Nash did not enjoy that. Nope. Uh, nope. This match, think of the things I did not enjoy. Fuck. So... Why book uh, Booker T himself to take on both Ulf and Herman? I don't understand. Uh, this is not good. It's not. Um, book T hits a Mr. Dropkick, but the break it up. Creative Control hits a double team backdrop for the win. Then the lights go out, and then a dong. Oh, shit. They signed him. They signed him, guys. The lights come back on, but it's the girl, that woman that's been saving Booker T for the past couple weeks. Surely everybody in watching this has noticed by now that Russo is just slowly recreating every gimmick that worked in WWF in slightly more legal ways than he can. Yep. Can't have the Undertaker? Well, I'll just have an African-American woman who comes out to a dong in darkness. Close enough, right? Same thing, really. To the best of my record. Al Snow? I can't have Al Snow, but I got Screaming Norma smiling. I'll get the rock with that poopy. Well, <laughs> or Booker later on. But it, it appropriation. It, there. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. This, I don't remember this fucking at but all. But like, it's just the fact of you're really going with the, um, you're really going with a the lights out and then a dong. Uh huh. Yes, they are. But it also feels like, for some reason, they feel that Booker T needs somebody with them, and he doesn't. He's past that. Oh, he is. He is fine by himself. Damn. He doesn't need help. He doesn't need a sidekick. He doesn't need a tag team. He's good. That's it's not, weird. Yeah. It is. Uh, what is also weird is we're going backstage with the first families arguing with each other. Nobbs is arguing with Hart. Flynn is yelling at the barbarian. And then they have to be separated. So it looks like the first family is being uh, oh, torn oh, apart. Oh, shucks. Oh, darn. Shuck, Shucky-poo? 
Hey guys, Shucky uh, Ducky now. Hey guys, Goldberg's not showing up. He just up. wrestled. Uh, we go backstage with the powers of B as they're yelling at the Nazi control about how they got beat up by a woman. Uh, then he brings up all their former, former uh, personas. <laughs> oh yeah, in case anybody hadn't figured out who they were, he makes sure to put it all out there. That'll, that'll get him over, right? That'll warm up to At the fans. At one point, actually, I called Dutch Mantel, and I was like, yes, please. Please. Get someone else in there. And then book. leave. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. So well, he's had one, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Five weeks. He had one good idea. There it is. <laughs> Let's go to our third match tonight, guys. As is Evan Courageous versus Johnny Boone. Nope. Not feeling this. The ref. Nope. Johnny Boone. Uh, by the way, guys, it's your mayhem match of the week. God, that's... Apropos. Yeah. Uh, Medusa joins commentary as they, she announces that her and Courageous are well, an item she now. She really made it believable that she wants that little kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah super uh, into Evan Courageous. This match alone is a lot of punching. Uh, She's 30 Boone, years older than he is. Uh, Boone gets on top of Courageous, but Medusa gets to the ring and picks up Boone by distracting him with her boobs. Medusa shoves Boone Man. over Courageous for the win. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. Yeah. I thought Johnny Boone at one point wrestled. He did. I see why he's a ref. Because <laughs> damn. Wasn't very good ref. That is some David Flair type shit. Well, you know. You know. You know. I, uh, I do want to point out, I will, I'll save my answer for later. I rate my matches when I watch them. Yeah. It's got zero stars. It's not my worst match of the week. Jesus Christ. Wow. There's a lower one. <laughs> I can't. Then zero stars. Is it on this show? You'll find oh, out. No. Awesome. I, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, we're going to go backstage with the powers at B as they're with Villano 4 or 5 and El Dandy, Silver King, Psychosis, and a late Hoovy as he brings up, you know what, guys? We're going to have a piñata on a pole match. And there will be a piñata with a $10,000 check. And we're going to give you sticks and you're just going to beat each other up with it. I just I shook my head. Another pole match. I just, Five weeks in. More importantly, let's talk about the blatant racism. On the oh, I was going to get to that. On a pole. Uh, yeah. hey, that's well, a shit show. Wait for the match. Vince Russo is on record around this time as saying nobody gives a fuck about Mexican wrestlers in America or Japanese wrestlers. They just want to see Americans because we speak English. We don't want to see any of these fucking illegals. His words, not mine. Coming across the border and doing all these flip moves. Nobody cares, bro. That's why everybody hates New York. <laughs> bro. Go Red Sox. Um... So, yeah, we have a, a racist match later on tonight, guys. But <laughs> don't say. let's go back to well, the the Nazis beat up a black guy. Yeah. So, you know. Just so the next racist match. You know. uh, however, we're going to go backstage as there's Dr. Death Steve Williams walking up with a, um, a guy that looks like JR, but it's not JR. Who is it? Uh, I don't know. They don't say. It is Vince Russo's co writer, Ed Ferrara. Ed Ferrari. As Ed Ferrara. A, as Ed for, uh, Ferdinand. As um, Ed Ferdinand, Ed Fergie, Ed Fergie. Uh, then we see Nazi control see looking. Bridge. Yes. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, as uh, we see Nazi control looking for uh, Tori Wilson. That's I would run. I would look for her too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to our racist match. What are you here for? I don't. I'm just looking for yeah. our racist match of the week. As it's <laughs> that should be a new thing for Russo written retros. Here's our racist match, match of the, the week. week. As it's a piñata on a pole match, Villano 4, Silver King, El Dandy, Psychosis, and Juventud Guerrera. You but, really can't find anything else better to do with these guys. Yes. All of them talented in their own way. 
Some may have a higher ceiling than others, but all talented. All can produce good wrestling matches. It's like you have a belt they could all feud over. Weird, right? But we're going to have Evan Courageous yes. feud over it. Uh, how uh, Dr. Death and Fake JR go to commentary. Uh, fake JR can't put the mic on over his cowboy hat, so he just speaks into it. Um, let's talk about Fake JR first. Then That's we're talking about this little match. Uh, fake JR uh, tells Tony to get his sound bites in. You got to work on sound bites, Tony. Uh, commentary uh, about JR uh, making fun of football. No. Who he was a hell of a linebacker at Tijuana State. And Tony's like, oh, that is fucking, you're so full of shit. He was like, did I take your job once, boy? He's like, yeah, and I took yours too. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening, dude? I, know that. I had done replaced you once already, Shivani. Yeah, and I took your ass too. And I love, the, ooh, I would love to know if this is true. Yeah. Because Shivani says something on air that if it's true, would have got him so much heat with Jim Ross at least. He's like, well, I'm not surprised to see you here. You've been calling, trying to get back for six years. <laughs> we keep telling you we have nothing for you. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's fucking true, oh. holy shit, are they cutting deep? That yeah, should be uh, one of those uh, Ask JRs on his podcast. <laughs> be like, so uh, I'll just watch this episode. Uh, I, I think Corey said it before the show. Like, this is so mean. It is. It's kind of funny. It's though. funny. Though. It's funny. It's but, funny. Yeah. The commentary. Yeah. Uh, however, so this pinata on a pole match, yep. the pinata doesn't last long on that pole as it no, it just falls down. It falls down, <laughs> and then the guys have to pretend it's not laying on the floor for like ten minutes. That's my favorite part is nobody even tries to pick it up; they just pretend it's not there. Yeah, they fight, I, and then they pick up the pinata, and then to they try like, to hang it. Hang it. <laughs> so, so I got lost in this match because I was like, so because I, I honestly I had to rewind it because I'm like, is the point of this match to? Pin the pinata on the pole? Or? No, I, I think I figured it out. Okay. It happened super early in the match. Yeah. I don't think the guys knew the plan was to bring it down. It, they they just saw it on the ground. Maybe they thought they had to put it up. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Russo didn't exactly go through copious notes of details on this match with these guys. Well, yeah. Since this, he thinks they don't belong there anyway. So during the whole time, it's, each person would grab the pinata and then put it back up. <laughs> it was, but then, like, but like Hoovy would grab it and start shaking it like he... He pulled it down. I, this was... Hoovy hits his Hoovy elbow. Crowd booed. Yep. Uh, Hoovy gets to the pinata, breaks it open. He wins the match. However, Dr. Jeff enters the ring and destroys all the luchadors. And then Silver King celebrates with that. He he has the check, but Dr. Death steals it and Guerrero press slams him. And tries to kill him. And throws him off the top turnbuckle. <laughs> He's just like a bar gun, isn't um, This isn't even the most racist... Um, thing that would involve Vince Russo booked um, Mexican wrestlers and who would do Guerrero. It's not even close, actually. That's uh, coming. Um, it was so bad, man. It, this... I felt dirty watching it after a while. I'm like, what the? What? Are, what is this happening here? Like all of Vince Russo and like Corey's pointed this out, right? So he's his whole thing is like making fun of booking decisions in WWF, most of which he created. Um. And then, like, making fun of the stuff that Vince finds funny. McMahon, that is. Mm-hmm. But all this shit is just stuff that Russo finds funny. Yep. Like, there is no difference in the two companies. Not now. I, 
Up until up through September, you were watching two different wrestling companies with two different ideologies. This is now what people, when they characterize WCW as being WWF light, this is what they mean. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. just a worse version of WWF programming. That, that's a why much been, worse version. That's why when we've been watch, uh, watching these shows, since Russo has debuted, I went, this is five hours of Raw. And this is... And like five... Of the bad hours. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the good stuff on Raw. It's five of really bad hours of Raw. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage with Tanay and Goldberg. Goldberg says that he respects Henning, but he doesn't care if Henning loses his job tonight. Then we go to Tanay with Kevin Nash. Uh, Nash said that he wanted to come back because it was fun again. Nash says that he would kick uh, Sid's teeth out by uh, shoving his foot up... Uh, one Sid's ass, and then having the teeth come out from the outside. So he's going to... There's that, I guess. Yeah. Graphic. Yes. This is where Kevin Nash uh, shot back at Tony. Yeah. For saying that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next match, guys, Goldberg versus Kurt Henning. We get the Goldberg entrance, but Henning shuts the door on him. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> this was actually really well done. I really enjoyed that. Then they begin to brawl all over, throwing each other into walls. Like, why did nobody else ever do this? Yep. It had to be Kurt Henning. Henning hits Goldberg with a stick and then the, uh, kicks the cameraman down. They fight to the stage and then the ref finally calls for the bell. I don't think the cameraman knew that was coming. No. Nope. He was pissed. Uh, Henning puts Goldberg in a long, weird-looking submission. Henning is attacking Goldberg's knee. Goldberg puts Henning in a submission. The ref calls for the bell that Henning tapped. Henning gets out and says, I didn't tap. They argue. Uh, then Henning punches the ref. And then Goldberg spears and jackhammers Henning. So Henning loses. However, he wasn't pinned. So he continues. Yeah. Doesn't make sense with a heel. But okay. It was a lot of fun when it started, though. Yeah. Uh, First part, it was good. You know. Then we go to Kimberly backstage, and she's on the phone. And then the lights go out, and then she freaks out because she thinks it's David Flair. However, you hear, what the hell is going on here? As it's... Jim Duggan. This was kind of funny. As he says, uh, these lights are always going out. The fuses are out, so what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, if you just hang out in Little Rock, Arkansas all the like, time. You work for WCW. Why are you worrying about the electricity in Little Rock, Arkansas? He takes that job as janitor very seriously. Uh, the Nazi control runs into a filthy animals asking where Tori is, and they said they don't know where she's at. Uh, a Nazi control says that if they don't take to- uh, Tori to creative control, to the powers that be, uh, they might be unemployed. And they went, oh, Tori, that Tori. I know where she's at. <laughs> I dig the filthy animals, man. Uh, we got, we They're see, like everything DX should be. Yep. They said your line because they were like, we're looking for Tori. They were like, we're looking for Tori, too. Yeah. Why wouldn't you look for Tori? <laughs> yeah. uh, we see uh, Hacksaw <laughs> looking for some fuses and Chavo's trying to sell him some. <laughs> he had fuses. It's ridiculous. Let's go to our next match. Excuse me. As it's a four-on-two handicap match, I guess. That sounds fair. As it's Vampiro and the Misfits versus Berlin and his bodyguard, now known as The Wall. Creative. Berlin Wall. (laughs) That came down like two years later. Mr. Mr. Gorbachev. Ten years later, that's actually pretty good for pro wrestling. They got the finger on the pulse. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the wall destroys the misfits by choke slamming them all. Wall hits a vertical suplex, but Berlin hits a hit, uh, has a vertical suplex, but Berlin hits a drop kick off that. Berlin makes the cover. Uh, I mean, the wall makes the cover, but Berlin pulls them off. 
the wall and Berlin. Berlin wall begin to argue. Vampiro goes for the top rope, Frankensteiner, but Berlin hits a power bomb. Berlin goes for the pin, but the wall pulls him off. They argue some more. Vampiro rolls up Berlin, but Berlin kicks up, kicks Vampiro into the wall. The wall choke slams Vampiro for the win. Uh, Berlin attacks Vampiro with the chain since they're having a chain match at this upcoming pay per view. Uh, Berlin wraps the chain around Vampiro's neck and chokes him out to end this segment. Is it just me, or shouldn't a bodyguard named The Wall be, like, bigger than the guy you're guarding? Theoretically. Because <laughs> he's, like, an inch bigger than Alex, right? It's like me picking Devin to be my bodyguard. Yeah. Checks out. Protect me, kid. Or, like, Midnight. <laughs> um, we see uh, Nazi Control taking Tori back to, to the powers that be, and then we see Goldberg in his locker room. Commentary. What is he still doing here? Uh, I like how that's fucked up. Because that just paints a picture that they know he's so entitled right. that he gets his match in the first hour and then fucking just bolts bounce. as fast as he can. Not a good paint. Not painting a good picture of Goldberg. What's he still doing here? Yep. Uh, we see the powers at B telling Tori that she's the special guest referee in the Asia and uh, Kimberly match. But since it's all about the ratings, she would be wearing just a bikini. Cool. Okay. Our next match, our seventh match of the night, Rick Steiner versus Sid. Uh, they show a recap of these two men's uh, relationship from the past couple of weeks. Tony says that this is for the TV title. Uh, they begin to brawl with each other. They fight through the crowd. They don't have a camera, so they have to do the wide shot. And then they finally fight up the stage. Sid powerbombs Steiner through the stage. Um, That's cool looking. It does. Sid leaves, and we come back from commercial. And Steiner gets the stretcher job. That makes sense. Pop on to a fucking stage. Yeah. Uh, that would hurt. I mean, it's more plausible than getting hit by a car. Except. Uh, we go backstage with Tanae and Sid. Sid says that uh, he has 2,000 ways to put Nash uh, put Nash back in retirement. Because right. he's the millennial man. So you going to read him like Jericho? Yep. <laughs> he's got 99 problems, but a Nash ain't one. Uh, then Sid begins to yell that the night has just begun. Midnight? Is it back? She back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our next match is a, uh, well, they didn't call it a I boiler it a room. Segment. Um, but it's, uh, Jerry Flynn versus the Barbarian in a boiler room match. What do they call it? The, not like a knock, like, I don't remember. Hard knocks kind of thing. Or right, I'll meet you in the pit or something. Pit, like, like yeah, like something like that. Like Nitro Underground. Got it. Um, God, I, 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 <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole match is the beginning, the a.k.a. Ending. the <laughs> ending, too. But it's the beginning of, like, both men are walking up, and then they stand there and pose like a video game. Like, they start posing, and you see Bobby go, let's go! Come on! As <laughs> they're standing there. So Bobby ain't feeling this shit. Nope. Uh, you can tell work is a oh, chore for Heenan these days. I wrote down, they call it the block. The block, that's what it is. Um, there's no ref. Um, Tony says this type of match is a fight club. So... Well, that was out at the time, so it's topical, yep. at least. Um, Tyler Durbin. Flynn tries to choke Barbarian, but Barbarian throws Flynn into a gated door. Uh, Flynn knees Barbarian in the gut multiple times and then roundhouses him into the gut, and that causes the Barbarian to be knocked out. Mm. So your winner of this block match, Jerry Flynn. Uh, yeah, that seems legit. 
Uh, we see today with one Chris Benoit. It's Benoit saying that he's motivated tonight, and tonight he will beat Scott Hall, and he won't stop him. He's silent and deadly. And violent. Literally. Uh, so our next match is Asia versus Kimberly with your special guest referee, Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson comes out in a ref bikini. I have to admit. And a, some weird burlesque. Music. I, the music can go fuck itself, but I did enjoy the outfit, I will be honest. I'll I mean, it looked better on Earl, but, you know. Because Earl had to die. Good God. Dixie Chicks were. Uh, Tony is loving it. Oh, First of all, sir. You know, I used to be in a Dixie Chicks cover band called the Chicksie Dicks. Chicks with Dicks. Chicks Got with it. Dicks. <laughs> uh, Tony. Well, we did on our own time. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> uh, Tony loves this. Uh, yeah, he's a horny old man. Yeah. yeah, puppies. I think we all are here. Uh, Asia and Tori get into it instead of Asia and Kimberly. They tussle. Then the filthy filthy animals come out to a large boo as they bring out a large jacket. For I mean, Tori if I'm old on. William Kidman, I would do the same thing. Yep. And also Kimberly's like, bitch, I'm not working with Russell. Fuck you. I'd be, I'd shit. be like, that's my Kool-Aid. Then <laughs> Kimberly decides to jump on the back of Asia, Asia. But Asia snap mirrors her off. But then Kimberly chokes Asia with her scarf. And then David Flair comes out with the ref shirt on. Kimberly leaves the ring. Asia kicks David and hits him with the side slam and low blows him. Asia then chokes him with her boot. Asia goes to hit him with the crowbar, but David kicks her. David then hits a suplex on her. Then Shane Douglas runs to the ring, and David hits him with a crowbar. Y'all the dumbass Shane Douglas would attack somebody holding a crowbar. Saginaw. Saginaw. David leaves to the crowd chasing Kimberly. Then we see um, backstage, we see somebody dropping flowers off the sting. Stinger says it's, oh, it's some, uh, it's from the total package, as it says, Stinger, let's talk it out, good friend. Stinger then goes, I knew Luger had a feminine side to him. Uh, <laughs> Tell him I'm to punch his face yeah, off or something. Bust his teeth out. Jesus. Then we, see, then we see the total package worried and tells Kimberly, what are you going to do? Elizabeth. That didn't work. Elizabeth. What are you going to do? Why? Me? Because you're my manager. Like, once again, yeah. Sting, man. He's not an idiot now. Nope. Nope. Thanks so happy Vince Russo's here. Yeah. Then we see Goldberg waiting, and here's the funny thing: this is they filmed this before because this is Goldberg in his outfit that he showed up in, yeah. glasses and all. Yeah, attention to detail. Yep, you know. Uh, we see uh, David chasing Kimberly out of the arena, and then David says, "In six days, it won't be as easy as this." Next match in our first WCW Heavyweight Championship tournament match. Scott Hall with Kevin Nash versus Chris Benoit. Man, I just want to see this match about five years before this. Yep. Yeah. Hell, even three years. When Hall can yeah. still fucking go, man. And Hall can still wrestle. I mean, he it's hasn't not like, been terrible. He's not terrible, but, you know. But he's definitely lost a couple He's not steps. what he was when he showed up in 96. He, uh, wasn't, he wasn't Razor Ramon anymore. No. Uh, Benoit stops halfway down the ramp, and Bret Hart comes out, so... Benoit's not alone. Makes sense. As yeah. I have in my notes, our first real wrestling match of the night. <sighs> Tenth match oh, that's in. A fresh air. Yeah. Crowds in this match. Yeah, I would hope so. Who knew that in the well, we should have known in the Russo era the straight wrestling match would be the word so, gimmick match. In hour I, three. I was yeah. going to uh bring this up. If I were to tell you in nineteen ninety nine that one of the gentlemen in this ring would die a violent death, which you think I would Chris not have been long. No, hope. I'd have been like, yeah, I can see Scott going. Yeah, One of these guys yeah. is going to ruin his reputation over a bad weekend yep. on a bender. 
That's definitely Scott Hall. No, no, no. <laughs> you would think, a, but yet. But, but yet. Uh, Benoit hits a baseball slide on the outside of the hall. Nash then begins to attack Benoit. I hate that movie does. Can I say, I hate his baseball slide. Nick Patrick, instead of calling for the bell, tries to stop Nash instead. Nash is uh, going to throw Benoit into the post, but Brett pulls him down, and then they throw Nash into the post. Sid comes out while all this is happening and powerbombs Hall. Benoit gets... Uh, well, let me read my notes here. Oh. Uh, Benoit covers Hall, but gets uh, uh, up after one and punches Nash as commentary is yelling at them, like, what the hell are you doing? Hall gra- uh, grows and grabs some brass knucks, but Benoit pulls him down for the crossface for the win. So moving on to Sunday, Chris Benoit. I would call that the first upset. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I mean, Goldberg lost the first round, but I'm talking of this. Okay, part, <laughs> this part. Yeah, Goldberg should have totally. Although, if you, I mean, technically by the rankings, Benoit is the number one seed. That's true. We forgot about that. So there is that. Uh, let's go today with Bagwell, and Bagwell says he's going to beat Jarrett tonight. But our next match, it's one William Kidman versus Bret Hart in the another WCW Heavyweight Championship Tournament match. Ray Mysterio calls, uh, joins commentary. First, ask where's Larry. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Ray. <laughs> uh, Brett, <laughs> Brett catapults Kidman over the top rope. Uh, then the outsiders come down and they hit on Tori for a minute, and then Eddie and Conan begin to brawl with I them. Don't want to do. Uh, Brett reverses a Hurricane Rada into the sharpshooter for the win. Outsiders try to get to Brett, but Brett leaves the ring before. Uh, outsiders then beat up Ray and the Filthy Animals. Uh, then when we come back from commercial, they show us during the break uh, Kevin Nash, uh, Jack Knife, Powerbomb, and Kidman, which you never do. <laughs> First of all, well, when you're it wasn't on TV. Yeah. Uh, first no, it of all, was true. It wasn't on TV. Uh, it was dark match. The the way that Bret Hart got the pin and then scooted out, yeah, just a hair in front of Hall, and then just stood there like the coolest guy in the room, like no, that was cool as shit. I was like, fuck, that's cool. See, Didn't even blink or nothing. Just like, ah, so good, yeah. <laughs> uh, outsiders tag tag all the members of the Filthy Animals. Tony says that Ray might have gotten hurt. But I, I rewatched the shot. Ray never gets in the ring. Like, Ray gets on the apron, Nash punches him, well, and that's Ray, it. Uh, gets Ray's hurt all, the way Austin gets hurt. Tonight. Ray's already hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out Ray's later on. on already. Commentary. Yeah. It's also why Kidman and Conan are the tag team champions. Because oh, oh, oh. who the fuck would have ever picked Conan over Ray? Yep. Uh, we go backstage and we see uh, the total oh, package and uh, Elizabeth looking for some brownies in the kitchen. I mean, this made me want brownies. Right? I love brownies. Uh, we see Taneo, Jeff, Jarrett. Edge only pan where it's just the edges. <sighs> yeah, so nice. That'd be great. So nice. Jarrett says that he's going to be in the final four, and, uh, and he doesn't care if any of the slap nuts doesn't, don't like it. So our next match, our 12th match of the night for the in the WCW World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, Buff Bagwell versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, match goes for a bit until hey. Nazi control comes. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, oh, sir. Mark, sorry. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Uh, match goes for a bit until the Nazi controller comes down to the ring. Alexander goes for the blockbuster, but they distract him. The ref then begins to tie his shoe. <laughs> Buff, uh, Alexander has the guitar, but hits one of the members of career control with it. Jarrett hits Alexander with the stroke for the win. 
All three men beat up on Alexander until Dustin Rhodes comes through the crowds and makes the save. Uh, I like the touch of the ref tying his shoe out of the blue. Because he knows. He's on the take. Yeah, yeah. How about your boy, uh, Dustin, helping out uh, Marcus Alexander, though? It's not a good look for no, Dustin. It's, it's not a good look. I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. Yeah. It it blows my mind and it's hilarious to see this. And it's a common thing in this era. Somebody makes a shoot promo, and then the next week they're back to being mid-carded somehow. Jarrett did it when he returned to WWF. That he's done with the gimmicks, the cowboys, the hats, all this, the country, all that shit. He's done. Two weeks later, he's back doing it. Dustin Rhodes cuts his promo about how he's not gonna be seven. And now he's helping Buff. Hardly a, which is hardly a main event level push. Yeah. Uh, we see Kevin Ash getting ready in his locker room. Then we see uh, Goldberg drinking a surge. And then the total package is putting some X-Lax into the brownies. I wonder who the brownies are for. Sting has a sweet tooth. Uh, we see Tanae with the revolution. Douglas once again goes sagging off for some reason. Um, he talks about the House of Pain, but he doesn't say anything about the match. Jump around. He's just like, tonight we're going to take care of them in the House of Pain match. And it's one of the most destructive matches of all time. Tell us about it. We get together, smoke a blunt, wear a Celtics hat, and drink Sam Adams. Yep. Then we go backstage, and we see the man, uh, the guy that dropped off the flowers, are taking the brownies to Sting. However, Hacksaw intercepts them and goes, what? Main event or icon guy needs brownies? I don't think so. So he takes he, he takes the brownies, and he begins, and he has a few. I think they want you to think he had all of them. Yeah. That would be the implication. Uh, let's go to our next oh. match, as it's a House of Pain match. Um. Uh, the Revolution members of Saturn and Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero and Conan of the Filthy Animals. Um, so it's a cage match, and the idea is you have to handcuff your uh, opponent to the cage. But all four limbs. All four limbs. Weird. It's more of Vince Russo's fucking sexually repressed kink shit. Yep. Um, Saturn super kicks Conan before he even get into the cage. The Revolution double teams Eddie. They shackle Eddie's arms, and Conan gets finally gets in the ring. Revolution, it's a squash match. Revolution destroys both members and handcuffs both. Yeah. I was like... Ray then gets in the ring, and then they handcuff Ray... Upside down. Upside down on top... Leg. Yeah, by the leg. And then drop kick his knee repeatedly. Kind of brutal. Uh, that's the fuck, man. Uh, so, me thinks, A, that... Uh, well, I mean, Ray is for sure hurt here. And um, he thinks that Conan and Kibben are not going to be tax hands for long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he thinks not either. He thinks Filthy Animals is about were, done. They were flat out jobbers. Jobbers, in this yeah. <laughs> Jesus. To a team that hasn't exactly been setting the yeah, world on fire. Not exactly the team A there. Jesus. Yeah, it was like I was watching. I'm going. This is a fucking squash. Yeah. Against a hot team, you're tag team champions. Me uh, thinks I know who wins the titles next. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I know. I'm just watching the show. Me thinks I know. Yeah. And it just might be too sweet. No, no, no. Oh, God. Me thinks there's a... Uh, hell. Hell. Uh, I think it's a... 
How am I? So certain Nazi control, I think. Well, let's, speaking of... No, the no. train card of the world title. And let's go to our next match as part of the WCW Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Our, night, main event. our 14th match of the night as it's toll package with Elizabeth versus Sting. Uh, package comes out first, and then Sting comes out and... Package his face is like what the fuck? He is gobsmacked. He can't fucking. He's like what? <laughs> what? How are you out here? Uh, Package tries to show uh, uh, that he has a bad leg now, but Sting attacks. Sting it. just kicks it. Yeah, I'm loving Russo book Sting. Oh, it's yeah. great. He don't care. Sting uh, slams uh, Package's head on the announce table, and the last time he comes up, he yells, "Help me, Bobby!" <laughs> Tony's like, he just asked you to help him? <laughs> yeah. I think he did. It's weird. <laughs> uh, this is a squash match for Sting. Sting puts the package of the Scorpion Deathlock. The package uh, trips the ref instead of tapping. <laughs> That's awesome. Liz comes in and pepper sprays Sting. Package puts Sting in the torture rack, but then Ming runs down and puts the tongue and death grip on package. Liz gets in, but Ming scares her off. Ming then put Sting on top well, of it. Well, they sold it like she did it, and then he just no sold it. Yeah, like, yeah. Were as Bobby said, he take, like that's like breath, like uh, <laughs> like breath, breath meant to him. Or breath whatever. meant, yeah. Uh, Ming covers, uh, put Sting on the package, and the ref makes the three count. As Bobby yells, Ming isn't as dumb as you think. Ooh. So moving on, it's Sting. All right, I do like. Good. I do like the attention to detail. Like every once in a while, not just in the Rusar, but period through WCW. They would have Bobby say something like that about Ming because it harks back to the fact that he used to manage him mm-hmm. and that he would know those things. Like he's not as dumb as you think he is. Nope. And it, it, but it's only ever Bobby that says something like that. And I like that. I like that attention to like detail. Yeah. Especially so, from a company that's not known for yeah. attention to detail. Well, so your semifinals are set. Yeah. yeah. More so semifinals. It is your one seed, Chris Benoit, taking on your 15 seed, Jeff Jarrett. And your one seed, Brett the Hitman Hart, taking on your 15 seed, Sting. Checks out. Funny how that worked out. Checks out. Two good matches, though. That's I'm, not... I'm looking for a final forward. four, that's not terrible. Looking forward to it. Not terrible at all. Uh, speaking uh, is of, it bad that I'm super into that Benoit Jarrett match? It sounds good to me. Super like, into it that. sounds good to me. Sounds good. You know what doesn't sound good? The noises of Jim Duggan pooping. <laughs> I was like, of course... Of course. Yeah, gotta get it in there. Yep. As uh, Duggan is seen uh, taking a shit, and it looks like he's in the powers that be's locker room as he says, hey, I left you a present in the locker room. <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> and Doug, guy. And the, oh. Oh, and, the, and the thing is, Duggan doesn't wash his hands. No, he doesn't. My name is Richard Cunningham. This is my wife, <laughs> Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> he comes out like with his uh, janitor's outfit like all the way half down, off. half yeah. off. Like, 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 he just been through like a fucking... Cage fight. I don't tend to get naked when I take a shit. It's just me. Well, if you're wearing a one piece, I guess it makes sense. You got to take that thing off. Is that how Derry does it? Hmm. Allegedly. Interesting. <laughs> then we see Goldberg storming out of his locker room as our 15th match of the night God and our it. main event. Does Goldberg get lost? Maybe. Because it takes him a while. It You're does. To be. As it's Kevin Nash versus Sid in a street fight. Nash storms the ring. They start the match in the mm. aisle. They fight near the commentary. Stop. Does Sid had the worst punches in the history of wrestling? Yes. What in the fuck were those? Those were terrible. Dude, just do club bomb. Just do clubbing forearms. Don't punch ever again in your life. 
Nash, uh, wet hair, <laughs> repping. You got to give him credit. Always repping his Detroit teams. Always. Yep. He's true blue Detroit. Always. All the way yeah. through. But sit. <sighs> Fuck, dude. You're a big dude, and that's how you punch? He's got the worst punches. Sid, him and Luger always had the worst terrible. punches. Terrible. Sid hits a double axe handle off the table. I love the Tony's that like, was scary. This is going to be a double axe handle. There it is. There it is. Like, well, it's not like he was going to do a fucking hurricane run off the fucking... That's about here. <laughs> yeah. Sid hits the big boot. Sid goes to the powerbomb on... But Hall <coughs> comes out. The outsiders double-team Sid. Goldberg comes out and spears both of them at once. They play the... Uh, the uh, like the comedic Uh-oh. comedy TV, like they both go, uh oh, and then like, they turn and they around, slowly turn yeah. around, like, oh god, that's just some shitting on Goldberg. Yep, yeah. that's all that is. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and that's when the ref calls for the bell in this street fight. Yeah, uh, no contest for street fight, huh? All yeah. right, I was like, what? I, whatever, I guess. Sid then attacks Goldberg, <laughs> they begin to brawl. Goldberg slams Sid. Um, but Sid gets up and low blows him instantly. Sid grabs a chair, but then Bret Hart comes out and makes the save. And that is how you end Nitro. That was a busy-ass oh. Nitro. Guys, what was the better show? We've only done one. What? Yeah, no. You want to take a guess how long <laughs> It's Monday. You want to take a guess how long we've gone? How long? An hour and a half. We're at 50, almost 53 minutes. <sighs> It used to be 45 per oh, show. But when you have as many matches as you do segments in your fucking show. Fuck, yeah. man. God damn. Well, let's move on to <laughs> Monday Night Raw in Pittsburgh. We're in the Civic Arena. Uh, the Igloo. Call it the Igloo. Oh, I apologize. I've heard you uh, must put an anime there. <laughs> Commentary is JR and Lawler. Uh, we get a... Uh, oh, start- if Russo was booking Raw, they'd be wrestling each other tonight. Yes. Right. We get a promo start off with DX. Once I brought up a couple weeks ago how I like the fact that they're heels and they're not doing the DX crop shot pyro. They're doing it now. Uh, they come out to a mix of booze and uh, cheers. Because everybody wants to be the cool heel. Triple H says that uh, a crime happened last night. He had property of his stolen, and that would be the WWF title. Vince has been uh, trying to screw him over. Uh, special guest referees, special this, special that. Over the top here, uh, over, the, over the here. Five guys at once in one night. He, he wasn't wrong about any of it. Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. He's making he's... points. Uh, since Vince did the crime, DX is going to be the judge, jury, and executioners. So he tells Vince to get his ass out here. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Vince comes out. Um, Vince goes, you know what? People do. He, I agree with you, Triple H. People do have to pay for their crimes. And DX should be all worried about all their crimes they've done. So Road Dog, uh, <laughs> Road Dog, you would learn uh, what doggy style really means in prison. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Someone had to explain to him what that means. Ooh, <laughs> so we're on uh, not TNT now. Got it? No, no, no Holy we're on, shit, we're on the USA dude. Network now. Uh, Vince show, uh, shows what crime Triple H did last night. They show Triple H attacking Austin in the car, running him over. Uh, then, but then they show this angle of Vince going to... Uh, like him watching the monitor, Watching right? the monitor, yeah. so it, it, it proves, he didn't, proves he didn't do it. So uh, I like that. I like that fact of the accusation that it's Vince, but then they show Vince watching... Uh. Which makes something happens later stupid. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. Um, Vince then says that he flew detectives from Detroit for questioning. 
So, so Martha's like, did you know? <laughs> Taking this one seriously, huh? I guess my husband should have been a main eventer. Guess so. Um, so yeah, uh, we have cops flying in. Thoughts? Stupid. It's dumb. I, I'm just like, God damn it. It's really, really stupid. <laughs> Makes sense. Jeez. If someone did get hit by a car, they would, of course, want to look into it. They probably wouldn't fly in and do multiple promos on a nationally syndicated television show. But you're a Fortune 500 uh, billionaire company. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, unfortunately, you have shareholders who believe he really was hit by a car. So you have to go out of your way on TV to point out it's a show. I wish I were kidding. These people. Uh, there may or may not, although there definitely was, um, a, a former president of the United States who called Titan Towers yep. wants <clears throat> to find out if Vince McMahon really did um, die no, in a car explosion. That was a dictator. Let's move on to our first match of the night as Mankind versus Val Venus. Ah, oh, damn oh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> At this point, I shit you and, not. As bad as Nitro was, I was like, I'm going to turn Nitro back on. I, and, and I was like, no way. And so like they literally to hype the match, quote unquote, they show a thing where it shows two, two months. months ago. I was like, why are we still doing Val Venus and Mankind? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I will say this, guys. This was their better match of the feud. That's sad. It, I it would was, hope so. It was better. But Jesus, man. Fuck. They've got people. And it survives. There's like 400 fucking matches. Anybody uh, else at this point? Mankind does the, the Val Venus promo. He says he's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. We may be a disappointment, but we're ready to kick some ass. <laughs> uh, Val tries to do his promo, but Mankind attacks him. Um, Val goes to the top rope. To, for a double axe handle, but Mankind grabs him with Mr. Sacco. Mankind wins with Mr. Sacco. Like I said, this was the better match of their feud. So the feud's over now, right? I hope so. Let's My hope. God. I fucking hope we're, so. We're going to go backstage with some cops questioning DX. They ask Road Dog what's his real name, and Road Dog says his real name is D's. Last name? Nuts. Nuts. Uh, they ask where Gunn's whereabouts was since, guys, when, like we said on the pay-per-view war stories, when Triple H showed up to... See Austin, Road Dog and Xboxers with him. No, uh, no Billy. Billy says that he was in Philly, uh, and he was in. Uh, he had a flight issue. That's it. Um, Xbox then flips out, asking if they're under arrest. The cops say that they're the main suspects for the attack on Austin. Triple H then goes, "Hey, go check on Vince. He's been uh, in a thorn in the side of Austin for years now, but he comes back being Mister Nice Guy." Vince is planning something. I felt like I was watching a very bad, like, sea coastal town junior theater production of an episode of Law and Order. Dun dun. It's like Law and Order Hoboken. We go, uh, we go backstage, and one Test and one Stephanie show up as Luna shows up and says, "Hey, I have a present for you." Uh, she says that she's found, uh, she's on love too, and she has a engagement present for. Them and they open it and it's a taxidermy squirrel. She loves stuffed animals. Yep. I, I just like the fact Stephanie tests. So which side of the bed will it be? Oh, I think you love stuff. I know. We got uh, two weeks, guys. Yeah, I know. Can't wait. This was terrible. Let's go. To our, <laughs> this is like nitro to me. Yep. So bad. It all mad mixes in now. Uh, our next match is the Godfather with his hose versus Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Hometown is Pittsburgh, but he's being booed. Yeah, loud. Comes out wearing his gold medals now. Well, he is 
that won't last long. Well, he is nope. wrestling a, a pimp with a bunch of big titted whores. Yeah. So, uh, Godfather America. says that he'll trade uh, if Angle will trade him one of his medals, he can have all the hoes. I'd have taken that deal. Angle <laughs> says that he's here to wrestle. <laughs> uh, Further booth. <laughs> Once again, uh, Angle gets on the mic during the match. Why are you cheering for this pimp? I'm an Olympic hero. hero. Kurt Angle already better than 90% of the roster. Yes, that's true. <laughs> already However, better, man. Some guys just have it from, from, from day one. However, a fan jumps the guardrail with a sign that says Worldwide Filth. Yes. Godfather grabs the sign and rips it. Security takes the guy away. This is the shoot thing, right? Some no, it's a storyline because it? the uh, L. Brent Brozell fucking okay parent parent teacher council. Yeah, the PTC. PTC. The thing they would yeah mimic later on in much further detail. Okay, because uh, because the guy you could see the guy when Godfather was coming down to the ring, mm-hmm. you could see the sign in the corner by the ramp. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if he was just like, I wasn't sure if this was a, sh- a work or a shoot. You, well, I wasn't sure. Well. Do you know who that guy was? No. I do. I do. Well, I fuck know. me, I guess. I miss your scent. Whammy. I miss your touch. Braun. We should get a... It was David Ketchner. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yep. He does it on SmackDown, too. He's more yeah. He's more visible on SmackDown. I noticed SmackDown. it on SmackDown. I yeah. paused him. So he's like... Is that David so Ketchner? nobody right now, huh? He's yeah. just the random he's a, dude. He's, he's an he, SNL yeah, yeah, a lower. Uh, yeah, he was SNL he for were, a couple of years. 96, 97. Yeah, lower. Did not know that. Yeah, he, he was almost never made was he TV. The featuring. Yeah, featuring. Yeah. yeah, he was them. David yeah. Koechner. Oh, um, that's interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I saw it also. I'm like, because I love that dude. He's yeah. one of my favorites. I love him in like everything I've seen him in. Todd F. I was like, that looks. Yep. Todd, you know what the F stands for? Fudge. <laughs> uh, Angle hits a reverse fireman carry for the win. Uh, but yeah, uh, David Koechner was in the. Uh, interesting. Was the guy. Because I, cause I think you, he's so excited you, now. You only see the sign on on Raw. Like so, you see the sign in the entrance. But on and SmackDown, you get a good look. My at thing was that's why I was like, I think it's a work because they kept referring to the sign and showed it. So I was yeah. like, if it wasn't, they wouldn't have shown it. And uh, what's his name? Jim Dots was being nice. Yeah, we've seen that dude. He almost fucked up two frat bros in a bar. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not nice. <laughs> yep. Um, we go backstage with the cops knocking on Vince's door. As knock, 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 on Vince's door, uh, they <laughs> want to know, um, you know, the relationship with Vince or with Austin. And Vince says that, uh, you know, they've had their differences, but they've go- grown closer at a professional level. The cops then bring up, didn't Austin attack you with a bedpan at a hospital? <laughs> uh, maybe, um, yeah. Um, Vince says that, uh. I have proof that I wasn't there. There's video of me. Then the cops bring up Briscoe and Patterson and Vince like, well, go talk to them. They're over on Nitro causing trouble. <laughs> Good old Pat and Gerald. I, I like, I, I gotta say, like, it's dumb, the storyline, but I like the idea. Like, didn't he attack you with a bedpan? Well, yeah, but... I, I, I kind of wish cool. they would just, like, ran through a whole checklist yeah. of things. That would have been hard. Did he like fill your car with concrete? You're like, it's on television, sir. We have all yeah. of it right here. It's like the list of Jericho, but it's like the list of what happened. <laughs> that actually would have been funny if they had just gone through like four or five of them. That would have been hilarious. He gets Just him get super more irritated. He's like, like God, I'm glad he was hit by a car. <laughs> that stupid son of a bitch. But I didn't do it. That actually would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's go to our next match as it's Chris Jericho versus Gangrel. Luna comes out with Gangrel. She's he's the one that uh, she fell in love that with. Makes sense. They've been married for five years. Right. <laughs> we'll put them on TV together. Uh, they how, fit together. Jesus, do they? My God. However, China and Miss Kitty Tang come Ryan out. And one of the bells don't fit together. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Huh. Well, who knew actually one of those bells was a was a hippie? China and Miss Kitty come out. They come out and they make. Uh, Did he win or because this is still a pin, right? He won. <laughs> uh, no, not in this match. As they uh, come out, since Jericho said if he lost, he's going to get a sex change. Um, they come out, and make fun of. Uh, Jericho, you know, birth control, tampons. Ha, 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 ha. They pull some scissors out for the snip, but they pull out the tinier ones because, you know, he's a tiny penis. Gangrel uh, sneaks to attack Jericho as this is happening. Is this the second wrestler now that has a tiny penis, the storyline, on this company behind Kane? Fucking in the back, Vince is vigorously masturbating yes. right now. <laughs> uh, Jericho with his tiny penis. Jericho yeah. reverses a sunset flip into the walls. Jericho, however, China oh. gets on the apron, distracts him. I miss the walls. God damn. Gangrel hits an over the top, over the head suplex with a bridge for the win. China and Miss Kitty continue to mock Jericho as Jericho has a crazy look on his face as he's walking up the ramp. I did not see Gangrel beating Jericho. I was like, oh, <sighs> nope. All right. Makes sense, though. I wish they'd do this more often. Yeah. It makes sense that if a guy is upset enough and distracted, that the other guy would win. They're all supposed to be good enough to be there. Yeah. I wish this would happen nowadays, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Then we uh, see Vince walking down the aisle. Then the Big Show walks up. Big Show says, hey, I have a match tonight for the title, a title match against British Bulldog, but he wants Boss Man. And Vince, hey, champ, you don't get to pick your matches. I do. Since when? Well, uh, <laughs> no joke. I watched this. I was like, well, that just sealed his title reign right there for yep. me. Yep. That's yes. exactly how it's going to go. Yes. Yep. Uh, since you can't make up your own match, Bossman already has a match with The Rock tonight for the number one contendership. Uh, Vince cool. is then shown that he's in front of the DX locker room. Vince thanks them for uh, having the cops come talk to them. So Vince decides to make some matches tonight. Road Dog, you're taking on Al Snow. Mr. Ass, you're taking on Test. Triple H, you're taking on Kane. Cool. Then we go with backstage with the cops with Briscoe and Patterson. Briscoe is sucking up <laughs> to the cops about Vince. Vince is a generous man. He'll do anything for you. Take a shit off your back if he has to. Patterson brings up, hey, remember that one time Vince left us alone and we got our asses kicked? Hey, what are we talking about? And remember when, Vin- when Austin held Vince hostage? Briscoe, hey, Patterson, quit being a stooge. And the cop's like, you got him you hostage, you say. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of our buzzwords. Let's talk about this. Uh, then we see the APA playing cards, and then uh, the other Hebner. Dave. Dave. I was like, what's his name? Dave. I was thinking Brian. Uh, Dave shows up and says, hey, the guys that... Uh, from last week? From, from, De- from Detroit. From last week showed up. <laughs> So APA goes to the parking lot and beats the hell out of them. <laughs> Just beat the fuck out of them. Breaks a broom over them, uh, throws them into the fence. Um, <coughs> I loved that part, but I was like, these guys are going to drive all the way to Pittsburgh? Yep. Really? Yeah. Just get new guys. And nah. then uh, APA they is, did their ass. we come back from commercial and APA is walking in. Uh, Dave finds them and goes, hey, the guys are in the locker room. What do you mean they're in the locker, locker room? room. 
And then the trainers were going to just beat their ass again. And then uh, APA opens, hey, howdy, boys. And whoops, her ass again. And then Bradshaw blasts two with a chair. One goes into the uh, hockey goal. He he shoots, he scores. This is so interesting. <laughs> then, like, after they beat him up, Fruit goes, hey, you owe me that money that from that poker game. Bradshaw's like, we just beat these guys up. You're worried about the poker game? You're damn right I am. <laughs> I thought, oh, it, was, I thought it, was it was funny. Fun. It was good stuff. But I, I was just confused <clears throat> by the, the spacing of these beatdowns. Because I'm like, did the beatdown in the parking lot just happen? You know, I didn't hear them bring up, it's the guys from last week. Who knows? I because I heard I heard it's the guys from last night, and I'm like, I didn't see them beat up anybody last oh, night. Match? Might have been on Sunday yeah, Night Heat. So, so let's go to our next match: the WWF Championship, as it's the Big Show versus the British Bulldog in the Posse. It's early in the show, it really is. But Big Show bull, yeah. uh, choke sums Bulldog within a within a minute. Well, and then, well, it's the mid card, and then he uh, choke sums the entire Posse. Cool. I'm deep in the mid mid card tonight, y'all. Then we go uh, backstage with Cole and The Rock. It's gonna be Rock and Boss Man, number one contender for the title. Rock says he can't wait for this match, but some cops show up. Cops uh, wants to know the whereabouts of one Rock during the Stone Cold uh, rundown because the car that hit Austin was registered underneath The Rock's name. And Rock says, well, since you guys were at Dunkin' Donuts yesterday, you would have known that I did call that in. Uh, the Rock wants them to introduce themselves, but he does that. It doesn't matter what your name is. The Rock says, hey, I want you to write this down for me. Hey, I heard you guys like donuts, so go to Dunkin' Donuts, find the biggest jelly donut, and stick it up your candy asses. Um, I loved this promo yep. when I was 19. Hated it tonight. Yeah, when I watched well, it, if it was true to life, they would have shot him. He was black, <laughs> right. so. but I was like, like it just. I hated it this time. I was like, really? I mean, maybe it's just the the whole cop donut thing is such low hanging fruit. I'm like, really? You can't do better than that. Well, I mean, cops can't. Well, I mean, neither could the writers, apparently. And I, and I didn't like the whole swerve of it was his car. Yeah, I said, well, why is that necessary? Mm. Then we go backstage and we see Lawler talking to the cops. Uh, Lawler thinking it's funny. Say, hey, you know who might might have hit uh, Austin? Jr. <laughs> and then they cut to Jr. And he is he's like, what in the hell did he just say? <laughs> he is pissed for the accusation that he was the one that hit. And I got to say this. I know we hated it the night before, but I loved it tonight with Jr. With Lawler poking JR the whole night, like, didn't you do it? Maybe you did it. Uh, yes, I love the fact that uh, yeah, I guess we got our JR uh, is pissed in the accusation. Let's go to our next match Road Dog versus Al Snow. Lawler brings up the uh, Al Snow Ashton figure once again, being, you know, pulled from Walmart. Enough already. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a story. Uh, th- th- to me, this match looked like it was supposed to be a hardcore match, but it wasn't. Um, uh, JR's pissed at Lawler. Lawler's like, hey, man, you remember that time when you built a table in front of me and Cole one time? Uh, but then, 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 then Lawler, 
And then Lawler gets with the, uh, you know, hey, you know, you got Bell Palsy twice. So, like, hitting him with the low blow palsy look. Um, back and forth match between the two if there was a match. Um, Road Dog wins with the pump handle slam. Al Snow begins to lose it, but Mankind comes down and uh, talks to Al. Mankind says that uh, Pittsburgh and Mankind like him, so they sing him that he's a jolly good fellow to cheer him up. Mankind says that he talked to the office and they're getting vacation time. They're going to the City of Angels and the city that doesn't sleep. They're going to Las Vegas. Missed it by that much. And they're going to party like it's 1999. King's like, <laughs> it's 1999. <laughs> that kind is just gold, man. He's yeah. so good. Then we get a recap of Survivor Series, and it's not anything to do with the matches. It's just Stone Cold getting ran over by a car. Well, you know. Would you want to recount those matches, Joe? No. We did. We, we did. did. Let's do it at com. On the pay-per-view war stories at nosoentertainment.com. Uh, we go backstage, we see X-Pac making fun of Kane to lure him out into the locker room, into the hallway. Triple H comes out of nowhere and they double-team him. Uh, double-team them both. And then all of a sudden, Jericho grabs a cameraman and tells him to follow him. And they go into the locker room and you see China tied up and crying for help. Jericho is a, uh, it's a bad look. <laughs> uh, Jericho is asking if she thinks it's funny to make fun of him. He says it's a shame that he lost to, to her last night. You know, he couldn't even talk to his family. Jericho wants China to tell everyone that he should be champion. Jericho tells her that uh, she needs to say it or he will hit her with a hammer. China says, oh, even if I do tell you, you're going to hit me with the hammer. Not smart there. Jericho was like, well, you called my bluff. Wow, you got me. And then begins to smash her hand with the hammer. Over and over again. Swiss. Hits. Uncomfortable. <laughs> that was. Hits her three times with the hammer. She's screaming in pain. You know what I love? I love the fact there's cameramen in the room and they do jack shit, but they zoom in. <laughs> it's like, put hey. the camera down and. Hey, journalists are taught to never stop shooting. Dude, the makeup on that thumb when they come back. Oh, it looks so grossly. Yeah. Dude, that was. Because we come awkward. back and her hand is just <laughs> bloodied. As the doctors are checking. The thumb is purple as yeah, can be. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. So our next match is Test versus Mr. Ass. As Mr. Ass attacks Test's nose. He had it broken on the last SmackDown. Test reverses the Famouser into a sidewalk slam. Test wins with the roll-up. It was a back-and-forth match between the two. But mm. after the match, Mr. Ass hits Test with the Famouser. You mean neither one of them really got to go over because they both looked... Okay-ish, but not great. And and the one that's a little more over than the other one lost all of his heat at the end. Yep. Yep. That's what um, happened. Shocking that the match with two six foot seven-ish long blonde haired wrestlers would end with both of them looking weaker than they came in. Weird. Bingo. Why would that be? Uh, I don't uh, Corey, I understand don't know, uh, uh, what happened there. Well, let's go and let's do a little promo with Arnold Schwarzenegger as he God, is talking about not. the fun time he had on uh, SmackDown. It was a blast. He was a blast. Yeah, yeah, winning the, 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 they give me a belt. The box office champion belt. Who was the woman interviewing him? I don't recall. Was, uh, I don't remember. Suzanne Somers. No. Marissa. Marissa something. something that would be Mrs. Shane McMahon. Oh. I'll try to get you to work for the office or something. She yeah. said yeah. she works for something. We got a recap earlier today, uh, of tonight, of uh, X-Pac attacking and Triple H attacking Kane. Vince comes out and joins commentary. 
Triple H comes out first. Uh, Vince asks Triple H, uh, where's his belt? Kane comes out, but X-Pac attacks him on the stage. Triple H runs up and attacks Kane until security pulls Kane away. And then we have our match. Vince says Triple H screwed Triple H. Uh, in my, I don't know if it's just me, but maybe you guys too. At there's some points that um, Vince had his commentary voice on tonight as well. Yep. Uh, we get a raw special here. Triple H goes over to Vince and shoves him. Down, pie faces him. Uh, Vince leaves the table and tries to attack Triple H, but is blocked and uh, Triple H punches him. Kane hits a big boot on Triple H, and Vince gets on the top of him and starts throwing punches. Um, Vince punches Triple H, and Triple H stumbles into a chokeslam by Kane. X-Pac runs down and grabs Triple H, and they run away. We get a recap of what just happened between Vince and Triple H. Our main event for Monday Night Raw, our only eighth match of the night, not fifteen. The Big Boss Man versus The Rock. Winner becomes number one contender for the WF Championship. It's an anything-goes match. They fight through the crowd. Rock puts a, a lynch over Boss Man's neck and drags him over the guardrail with it. I mean, at least it wasn't the other way. Uh, <laughs> Boss Man hits uh, The Rock with a broom and a chain. Rock hits Boss Man in the face with a glass p- pitcher. Doesn't break this time. Uh, Rock hits Bossman in the groin with the stick and grabs a camera and takes a few photos of him crying. Uh, Bossman then throws Rock into steel steps. Bossman trips over the commentary table's top that was thrown off. Bossman grabs the steel steps, but Rock grabs a chair and hits the steps with them. Uh, Rock uh, hits the rock bottom on the ramp. Rock covers Bossman, but Prince Albert runs down and interrupts the pin. Albert grabs two chairs. Bossman is holding uh, the rock. Albert takes a swing, but Rock moves, and Albert hits Bossman. Uh, rock gets the other chair and hits Albert with it. Uh, rock hits the people's elbow, on, uh, but Al- Albert interrupts it with a chair. Albert distracts the rock, and the rock walks into a sidewalk slam by Boss Man. One, two, three. Your number one contender, Big Boss Man. Uh, after the match, the rock loses it and attacks both men with a chain. Refs, uh, Tom Pritchard tries to stop, but rock uh, hits Pritchard with the rock bottom. Oh, Dr. Tom. Rock gets uh, the chain and starts attacking Albert. Both men are bloody. Rock hits Slaughter with the chain. Rock gets a chair and blasts Albert and Bossman to end the show with a chair shot. Uh, the outcome of that match was never in doubt once the big show thing with Vince happened. I was like, yep. I'm honestly surprised by that, though. I wasn't. I'm not. There's you no way the Rock's away. Away. Yeah, but I'm honestly surprised, but it's an, I don't mind it for the storyline of... The big show's a demotion for The Rock. Yeah. I hated it because of that. I, It's nothing against these guys, but I, it's, a, it's one of the most lazy booking things this company always does. When they do a title change, and all of a sudden that guy's feud has to become a title feud, all of a sudden the guy he's feuding with, who is nowhere near the number one contender, all of a sudden the next night is just in a number one contender's match and beats established guys who are far above him out of nowhere. Doesn't make sense. It's just lazy booking. They just think, oh, that's good enough that people will buy it. And it's like, ugh. I have no no problem with him getting a title shot. It's just, you just don't believe it. It's like, yeah, he's going to beat The Rock. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Clean in the middle. Yep. All right. 
So that was my issue with it. But yeah, it was clear as day he was going to win. And uh, <laughs> what do you do with the Rock? That's weird. Well, you know those uh, tag titles aren't going to defend against themselves. I mean, there's that. So, guys, what was a better show? <laughs> raw. Well, raw, but not not to for me, not by, not by a lot. Not by a lot. It, it was, was not a good show. It was not a very good show. It just Nitro was just so colossally just, bad. You know, good it's luck. Just, it would take a miracle for Nitro to win. I mean, God, man. But uh, this was not good. I'm not going to give it faint praise. I know it's uh, you win by default, not because you won. Yeah, <laughs> it's raw, but like these. You know, it's just that craziness of, you know, Nitro's, you know, feels like a three-hour review. Um, but it's for Raw for me as well. So let's go to the ratings, shall we? Uh, last week, WCW got a 3.4 and WWF got a 5.4. This week, WCW, 3.1. Wrong way. WWF, 6.3. That makes sense, though, coming because off the they're coming off their off, Austin being hit by a car. Yeah. That's, people want to see what the hell is so going on. So that makes sense. Yeah. So let's move on to our favorite part of the show. It's the award show. Let's start off with best match. Benoit versus Scott Hall for me. I was going to shock you all and actually pick a Nitro match, nope. and it was going to be Scott Hall and Chris Benoit. There it is. That's my match of the night. You know how, we, you know how this works, Corey. We never have hot takes here. <laughs> right? I'll, it's always I'll, the same I'll, take. I always think it is. And <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll switch it. I'll switch it. Did you I, hate Chris Benoit? No. I really like I'll switch it. Scott Hall and Chris Benoit. Oh, no. uh, there it is. <laughs> uh, I really like the uh, Kane-Triple H match. It was entertaining for what it was. Uh, worst match. Uh, Evan Courageous. Johnny Boone. Johnny Boone. Okay. Remember how I said the, uh, that match, I believe, has zero stars and it wasn't my worst match? Yeah. Yes. Because so I had a show, I had a match on this uh, uh, that was negative two stars. Oh, I can't wait. Which was Norma Smiley versus Jimmy Hart. Oh, man. man it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. What in, like, now, I, I do want to prefer this by saying it was entertaining. But what the fuck, dude? This, I, this is what we're doing. I will say our breakdown of the match was great for my one for the my one quip about right. You had negative two stars for that match. <laughs> that was yeah, terrible. It wasn't good. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Boone and Courage. Yeah. Uh, who's your MVP? The Acolytes. They had the only two good segments <laughs> on any show. That's that's not a bad pick, because there's nobody that stood out. No, um, I'm gonna go Bret Hart. Okay, I liked his match enough with Kidman, mm-hmm. and I liked his effective uh, helping Benoit. That's um, good I'll go Bret Hart. Uh, I'm going Acolytes too, just for the beatdown that they gave uh, the poor fellows. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. There, it was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Um, who's your motive? And I remember who it was. It was the Detroit the Detroit Jabronis who got beat down twice. All right. They got beat down, flew into Pittsburgh, and then beat down again twice. That's why I picked them. So I was like, 
So my notes said Detroit Jabronis. I was like, where the fuck was Raw? Why did I write Detroit Jabronis? That's why. That's, a, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, there's so many. There's I, so many. I'm having trouble like narrowing it down. <laughs> I, I want to give it to like three quarters of the Nitro roster. <laughs> I want to give it to like, you know, I went to the first family. You were hanging by a thread of being on TV. Now they just broke you up. Yeah. What do you think that means for you, gentlemen? Not great. Not good news. Not good things. I don't foresee a lot of TV time for you coming up. What humor is that? It's a good question. Great Probably question, good. dude. Dude. Uh, my Mo Dib. Oh, well. What was that? Who would I have? I had in my head. Was it head? No. Zombie. Zombie. <laughs> now I'm going to go Evan Courageous. That's always a good pick. That's always a good pick. Can I just point something out to yeah. you, gentlemen? Yes. We are five weeks into Russo. Yeah. Not one of us has picked him for Moa yet. Which is, it's not literally all his fault, and we haven't done it. I, yeah, I've <laughs> never considered him. That's which is hilarious. Maybe next funny. week. Maybe I've next week. I just thought about it. I I've was never like, considered him. Shouldn't he be like three him. for three for five straight weeks yeah. now at this yeah, point? because it's all him. Because he sucks. <laughs> you know what? No, can't change it now. Okay, I think it's week. just because he hasn't been on TV technically, so I don't think of him. Well, he, That's fair. Well, he he's the not, voice. Nah, he's the voice. You don't this see his voice. fucking face. Yeah. Trust me, he's going to win it like 85 oh. times next oh. year. Yeah. He will be getting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll but, not be short. So we'll have to rename that. Bitch. Let's go to WTFs. And can I start? Vinny Roo. Yes, you can start. You, you can. My WTF is Vinny Rue. <laughs> <laughs> a pinata on a pole match. Yep. J- Hacksaw Jim Duggan eating X-Lax brownies. Yep. Oklahoma. Nitro girls doing Nitro girl things. What else am I forgetting? Got Sid's bad promo. Sid's epically bad promo. Kimberly and David. Kimberly and David. The Luchas. Just anything anything doing with Mexicans. Yeah. What the (laughs) fuck? It's yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm gonna piggyback off that. (laughs) I am morbidly curious for name mayhem. I will say that I am fucking. I'm more amped up for the <laughs> WWE pay-per-views than the WWE ones because. Are you gonna have to once again kayfabe our match list? No, this time. Okay. They, well, I will kayfabe the finals of the, of okay. the tournament. Yeah, it's fair. Um, which will make that really hard to get ramped up for the finals when you don't know who's in it. Yep. But uh, there will be another match. Which, yeah. which we'll be marking out. No selling on the midweek <laughs> war stories upcoming. Uh, my what the fuck? Uh, that Jericho segment was. Awkward. Uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable. It's uh, I get the storyline point of it, so it's not that. It's just a weird way to take that character, Man, considering both, how over he is. Both Russo and McMahon have some deep seated issues with women, don't they? Uh, it's not deep seated. We're right out front with it. <laughs> yeah, they're not trying to hide it. <laughs> it's here right it there, here right there on TV. Uh, here, that was really uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> Not good. No. Not good at all. It's like if Bothman wasn't funny. It's like, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't need to watch this. This is all right. Or if like Jarrett took himself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't work. No. We missed the Hanna-Barbera. That's, that's what we need for the We don't need him smashing China's hand in with a hammer. This was a fucking Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> Look at with a horse in her head. Yeah. Fucking, fucking horse head in her bed. Some would say Triple H has woken up like that for the last two years. (laughs) 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 See what I inseminated there? (laughs) The Nitro Girls? So, 
this brings an end to this we'll week's episode of the like Monday Night War Stories. As we will be, we're on the road to mayhem. Anyway, guys, we only have three more pay per views in 1999. Very excited. Mayhem, Armageddon, yep. and Starcade. I cannot wait for this award show. That's the worst year in review. Oh, the rear year in review is going to be wacky. <laughs> so, yep, this brings it in. We have the Road to Mayhem, and it first starts at. The midweek war stories, as we'll be talking about Thunder and SmackDown. And then upcoming is the Monday Night War Stories. Presents the pay-per-view war stories, as we will be doing Mayhem. But you can go back and listen to Survivor Series and find out what we thought of that. I'm a little disappointed one way. Can you imagine what Vince Rousseau would have done with a 60-man three-ring battle royal? Dude. I'm going to do so with a one. Eva do so would have totally won. 100%. She would have won She would have won ring. Ring. Goldberg last. Yep. Then Hoovy wins. Yeah. So, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to all of our podcasts at NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. You can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>